it's Rachel. It's Alexis. And welcome back to, to Flourishing, Flourishing in Faith. We're back in the podcast setup. We are back. And yes. today we're doing episode seven. Seven. Of our Women in the Bible series. Yes, and we're doing it on Mary. Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus, aka the <laughs> incredible of Jesus. Virgin Mary. I had so much fun recording these notes. I mean, taking these notes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, I loved it. I just think it was so cool because um, we're both going to the same passages because obviously we went to Luke. So Luke 1 and yes. Luke 2. Because yes. this is like Mary's perspective. Yes. Of what happened. Because mm-hmm. um, I think in Matthew it's like it's like Joseph's perspective. And different, different like, in different um, gospels there's different perspectives. But I think this was pretty cool on how Mary was... Mothers of Jesus. She was the mother, the birth giver of Jesus. Yes. So we're going to intro it in to Mary. So Mary was betrothed to Joseph. So betrothed meaning like not like, it's not very casual, like it doesn't really end very quickly. This is serious. This is like serious. Like they're actually getting married. Like like, this is like... Wasn't so, it like a way of like promises? And yeah. So like they basically like already prom- like their par- Mary's parents to like Joseph's parents already like basically promised like okay this is gonna happen, like yes. you know I mean and then yeah. they've already been planning the wedding you know they've yeah. been planning everything. Yeah. So also another point to note is that Mary is a virgin. She's never yes. had any sexual relations with anybody, even no- nobody, nowhere, even Joseph, not never nobody, known a man, no no man. She's she been with no man. So that's like two things to preface it. But then Luke uh, 1, 26, and basically Gabriel is talking to to Mary and saying, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. She's greatly troubled. I mean, as she should, being like, Wow, (laughs) (laughs) who are you? There's an angel. Like, whoa, because, I mean, if you look. Have you ever seen like. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, like a biblical representation of like an an angel. angel. They're huge and scary eyes. I'm just like, I'm no glad wonder. I wasn't Mary. No, I, mean, I was just scared. Loved the honor of Jesus being my son, but I'm just like, I'm glad I didn't experience that. Yeah, like whoa. I could not imagine. And she was a young girl. She was like younger than Super us. Super young, like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people even say people even say 12. Yeah, like very young. And so Jairo promised that she would conceive Jesus, and Mary being a woman of faith, she knew what he was talking about. So my commentary was saying how, like, you know, Mary actually knew, because she knew the prophecies and she knew it was being told. Mm-hmm. She actually knew what God was talking about, so she, she, she was like, oh, dang, that's like going to be me. Okay, cool. And that's found in Isaiah. Really? Okay. Chapter 7, verse 14. Yes, yes, because it gives that reference. Yes, it does. So, um, yeah, so that's like kind of... The intro, it doesn't really give like a big intro on Mary or her background or anything, mm-hmm. but it just says, you know, she was betrothed to Jesus, no, no, not Jesus, she was betrothed <laughs> to Joseph, and, you know, she was going to conceive the baby, and yep. even though that might seem very scary at the time, but here we are. Yes, so, I, I loved reading before getting to Mary, like with really? Zacharias and Elizabeth. Yes, because John the Baptist. It was kind of like Hannah's situation. They were both old, and Zacharias was told by God that they were going to have a child. But Zacharias was like, what? Um, my wife is old, and like, are you sure? Yeah. And so in result of that, 
God shut his mouth and he was mute. He's like, don't speak because you didn't <laughs> believe me. So I remember that. <laughs> I was like, when I read that, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> but at the same time, when you speak matters. Yeah. So I feel like that really sh- power shows. Power of life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yeah, so it kind of really shows that. Yes. So we're going to go. So like the same verses that you just read, verse um, 26 and 27. Um, it lists the three, th- three, <laughs> three, three things that Mary already had or what she was. So actually yeah. it's in verse... 28 yeah. and it says and having come in the angel said to her rejoice highly favored one the lord is with you blessed are you among women so this lists that she was highly favored mm-hmm. the lord was with her and she was blessed and so are we yeah so we can apply this to, to ourselves in that way because we are highly favored the lord is with us and we are all blessed as his children so now we can go to Luke chapter 1, verse 30 and 32. Yes. It says, Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Woohoo! He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. Wow. So... In verse 18. Yeah. Um, so going back a little bit. Yeah, we're going to the story of Zacharias, the tale end of Zacharias. And it says, And Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. So Mary essentially asked the same question, except hers with, was with in wonder of faith. Yeah. But his was in doubt. Ooh. So that's why there were two Two different, different outcomes, outcomes to the same question. Because she, because she had, I mean, like we can ask questions to God. Yeah, that's I mean, like not obviously, sinful. it's like rev, it's like relevant that she asked that question. Yeah, like she's in wonder, like how, like why, and how is this me? Like you know what I mean? Like, um, she basically said, like, she's just trying. And my my version in twenty nine says she was greatly troubled and saying she tried to discern what the sort of greeting this might be. Mm-hmm. So she's just trying to discern what's going on. Yeah, like she, I don't think she was really like, you know, being any sinfulness or anything like that. I think yeah. she's just trying to discern like, okay, what. What's God want me to do in this moment? Which is okay. I feel like yeah. a lot of people, you know, it's a good comparison to make. It's okay to wonder why. Yeah. It's okay to wonder why. So if you're wondering why, it's okay. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. We all do it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go to verse 35. And it says, And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the son of God. Wowzers. Okay. This is a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. So when it says overshadow, it means to cover with a cloud. Yes. Because essentially the Holy Spirit, just like it was in the burning bush, just like it was, you know, Mm -hmm. um, cloud by day, fire by night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'll be the same cloud that was, that was back in those days will be the same Same cloud cloud that covers Mary and will, um, conceive jesus that is so freaking cool though it is so cool. like it's just the same god like like that like that um song like same god mm-hmm. it's like the same god you know that yeah. that you know did that for um the israelites will do that for mary and we'll do that to conceive jesus i mean that's just incredible yeah 
So. Oh, you can go ahead. Um, I was, another thing, if we continue down to, um, in verse, um, thing, she said, because whenever Mary was, like, concerned, she said, um, behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old, old age conceived of son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. So this, this part is what really, really got me. So, like Rachel said, um, Zacharias and Elizabeth were barren for that time. And he, and I think that was such a purpose, because then it kind of showed Mary that, like, wow, okay, my cousin, isn't that a cousin? I'm not sure. They were related in some they way. Were related. They were related in some way. So that was Mary, Mary's, oh, they were really close. Like, they're almost, like, almost best friends. Yeah. So, you know, Mary's cousin, she had a, um, a baby at a young age and that kind of just that was perfect timing mm-hmm. perfect timing because then Gabriel could tell Mary that hey if God can do that for for Elizabeth he could do it for you yeah and nothing I is impossible that. with God and I feel like that was like maybe like a turn I feel like that was a turning point with with Mary's um with Mary's like faith and I knew she had good faith but I feel like it was a turning point with her oh yeah just kind of like being like wow yeah you're right. Nothing is impossible with God. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like we often, you know, dismiss our own, like, personal stories and our own personal things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I went through this or I went through that so you can get through that too. Yeah. And I feel like we, also, we often dismiss that because... Yeah. Um, but that honestly is... That could be a turning point in somebody's faith. Yeah. Knowing that you went through that something similar. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. Anywho. That was just so powerful that, that God worked that out in such an interesting way. <laughs> But Mary, back to Mary. And then in verse 38, she said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Wow. So good. Like, let it be according to your word. And I have a quote from our good old, um, I think it's good old Spurge. I think it is. It says, "All All this took more trust in the Lord than we might think. Mary agreed to receive a pregnancy that would be that would be seen as suspicious and in the culture that had potential death penalty for adultery. Mary identified with herself with sinners so that the purpose of God could be fulfilled. I love that so much. Like what a interesting and what a perfect thing that she did and it took a lot of trust for Mary oh, yeah. to do that. Cuz then she had to go tell Joseph. Yeah. And we like imagine how he was feeling. Did she cheat on me and get pregnant? Yeah. And I mean, it's like, just like he, but he also had to trust too. Yeah. And just like the trust in her, her trust was in God. And then his angel and Gabriel. So he had to believe her and have just as much trust in her as she did in God, God mm-hmm. for what he was doing. And it's just like so amazing because there was like a big thing around being pregnant and then being Yeah. Cause you could, in this, in this culture, you could literally get killed. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a, it could be a death penalty for adultery. Like, that's insane. But I know it was all for a purpose. It is all for a purpose. Um, we're, oh, I had something from Spurge. Oh, Spurge. From Spurge. For verse 32, where it says, He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. It says, No one has influenced history more than Jesus Christ. It is not... Is it not proven that he is great? Conquerors are great, and he is the greatest of them. Deliverers are great, and he is the greatest of them. Liberators are great, and he is the greatest of them. Saviors are great, and he is the greatest of them. Period. 
Period. Period. He signed that, sealed it, and delivered it. Literally. Literally. He just literally did that. (laughs) My favorite part of this story, okay. Yeah. Is is the song. Her song. Her song. The song. So Mary had a song. So if you don't know this, it's in Luke 1, 46 through 56. Yes. And it's a whole song. Literally a whole song about Mary. So I'm going to read it real quick. She's going to read it for us. So starting from verse 46. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And in his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put, that, he has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. Wow. That is such faith right there. Now, I had some commentary on that. Um, Basically, it was saying this resembles Hannah's song. So remember we talked about Hannah? She had a little song. Yeah. This resembles Hannah's song. Um, It also is rooted in the Word of God. So it's backed up by the Word of God. And it kind of just shows that like she just knows. She's close to God, and she knows the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And And she's familiar with the Scripture. Because it it quotes a couple of Scriptures in there, apparently. And and it's just incredible. So I... um, and my my favorite like part about this is what is some this is a quote that Spurge said was Mary rejoiced and glorified God though the child was not yet born brothers there are some of you who cannot even sing over a mercy when it's born but there's a woman who sings over an unborn mercy. That's what I did. Had you had to write down too. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Like Mary sung over and rejoiced over Jesus when he wasn't even born yet because mm-hmm. she knew and she had faith that God would do it. Mm-hmm. She believed in the promise, too. Yes, that she was spoke over her. So, like, maybe you have have a promise that spoke over you. Maybe you've had something that's been spoken over you for years or, like, something that you've known that God's going to promise you, but, like, you've been kind of doubtful. Maybe you've been like Zechariah. Yeah. Been, like, doubtful upon it and been like, mm, I don't know if it's going to happen. Be careful. I might show you my foot. Yeah, be careful. Be careful. <laughs> because, uh, or you could be like Mary and be like, okay, your will be done. Yeah, let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so. Um, so in conclusion, I have something on here that says, be the woman who sings over unborn mercies. I love that. As, well, okay, so, or the man, you know, if you're yeah. a guy listening to this, be the man who sings over unborn mercies. If yes. you've been promised something and you know God has told you something, you know that he said, hey, you're going to do this one day, but you just have to wait until you just have to trust me. Or mm-hmm. you're going to meet this person and you're going to be married soon, but you just have to trust me until that happens. Like, you can, it's, a, it's natural to have that doubt. Yeah. But don't live in it because live in it. that mm-hmm. could lead you to destruction. Yes. Because if you keep yourself in that in that pit of doubt and you just doubt God, that does more harm to your relationship with God than it does the actual thing that he's promised you. 
Mm-hmm. So it's just God's like, will is going to be done no matter what. Yeah, you can't... I mean, there's ways that you can stall it, and there's ways that you can avoid it, but there's nothing that can mess it up because God is perfect, and mm-hmm. what he has for you is perfect and better than anything that you could think of. Another thing that I was thinking of is, like, even your mistakes are in God's plan. Yeah. He knows you're going to do something before you even think about doing it. But he has a purpose for your mistakes. Yeah. So say you have already been doubting God or you've already been like, okay, speaking that over yourself, like it's not going to happen for you. Know that even though you spoke of those things, God's still going to make something work out Yeah. for his good. Yep. Amen. Yes. I loved this so much. This Me? is one of my favorites. Too. I didn't realize it until I actually dug it. deep and I studied it, but like, I just love it so much. Yes. So I've heard y'all to go to read it. It's in Luke 1, and it's really, 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 really cool. Yes. You, so you can go read it for yourself. We're, we don't have all the answers or all the information. We want you to be able to go and study it and figure out things. Ask God to, to show you something that maybe you wouldn't see on the actual papers of the Bible. Yeah. Like, ask Him to deepen your wisdom. Take you even further in your understanding. Because when you do that, I mean, He will surely do it. He surely will he do it. He will do it for you. All right. Well, we love you guys. We love you so much. And we'll see y'all next week for the Tuesday Lives. For the last episode episode of the series, the Women in the Bible series. Next week it is Proverbs 31. Yes, it's Proverbs 31. So if you want to read it to see what we're going to talk about. Yeah, go ahead and be Go ahead and read it. Get ahead of the game. Alrighty. We love you. Bye. Bye.